Hello, hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I'm back on the pod. Yeah, as am it's I. It's a good day. It's snowing out here, too, which it's is even better. It's not snowing here. Very yeah, weird. I, that's like for the first time ever. Right? Um, Maine doesn't have snow, but Colorado... I guess Colorado's pretty Colorado, snowy. Colorado snows a fair amount, but I mean, usually not downtown, like down in the cities. But that's beside the point. Yeah, we're here to talk basketball. We're here to park basketball. We're back again. This is the what I think is the sixth one. Um, yeah, episode sixth week doing six, this. like week four of the NBA. Yeah, which is super cool. I'm glad we uh, we've made it this far, but not done yet. Not done yet. Not even close. All right, let's hop right into this because right. there is a big, big story that broke the other day, just yesterday. I mean, yesterday? of course, it's going to get blown out of proportion by nut jobs like you, but. How on earth is that getting blown out of proportion? Because everybody's going to act like this is the biggest game changer. It is the big... Okay, for everyone who doesn't necessarily know what we're talking about, um, all-star forward Jimmy Butler used to play for the Minnesota Timberwolves. We talked about him um, at length here on this podcast. Um, Got traded to the Philadelphia 76ers for a package of Dario Saric, Robert Covington, Jared Bayless, and a second rounder as well as Justin Patton, um, the irrelevant center from Creighton, I believe, being included in the deal. Um, What are your thoughts, besides that it's overrated? Um, Well, I I don't think that it's overrated. I just don't want people to think that. I guess this is from a Celtics. This is from a Celtics fan perspective that, oh, the Philadelphia 76ers are going straight to the finals. They are. Uh, You're not not. wrong. They are not. Yes, they are. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they were. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a Philly fanatic, um, but it definitely gives them something they haven't had all season, and that's important. Which is what? What? A shot maker, a a leader, a clutch performer, um, a a. Do you think this is even where Jimmy Butler wants to be? I did read that he that they were good on signing an extension, so I don't think it's not where he wants to be. I think if it works out, then yeah, he'll be plenty happy there. I mean, and I don't I really don't know, see man. why it wouldn't. I mean, think about it: Ben Simmons, uh, Markel Fultz, Markel Jimmy Fultz. Butler. I mean, we got to talk about okay, Markel JJ Fultz Reddick, because JJ Reddick, yeah, Markel, Markel Fultz, Jimmy Butler, and Joel Embiid. That's a good starting lineup. I'll give it to you. It's definitely a good starting lineup. You got a lot there. Um, but I, what I'm saying is it's not even the necessarily the straight basketball aspect of it that this is important for. It's the development, and it's the <clears throat> presence on the floor, and it's the winning attitude and all of that. You think That's Jimmy Butler has a winning attitude? He has a win-at-all-cost attitude. I mean, I don't, I don't see that from the way he acted over the past few weeks. Yeah, he's been a dick, but it doesn't mean he doesn't want to win. It's, I think he's doing that because he wants to win. The whole thing behind it was he thought that his teammates weren't trying hard enough and that Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins were soft. So, I mean, he's doing that because he wants to win, not because he's just being an asshole. All right. I mean, I don't I don't know if he's going to find, you know, rough and tough players and Joel Embiid and I think and you're just scared. I think, I think you're just scared. I'm really not. I mean, look. Whatever I my think Celtics you're just are ever doing so right now intimidated. is is terrible. But 
Yeah, they are really struggling. Really struggling, and it's embarrassing to watch, to be honest. But um, I don't want to blow this out and say, "Oh my God, this is you know the craziest thing ever." It's not going to take them. Well, I mean, as it stands top. right now, I mean, does this give them enough to beat the best team in the East, the Toronto Raptors? Um, I don't think so. You don't I mean you lose some... you lose Sarek, who's a Sarich. really good player, Sarich. And you lose Covington, who I know he wasn't like as important this year as last year, but was a really good role player and a good three point shooter. Didn't you say I think on episode two you said you were not a big fan of Robert Covington? I just and now you're giving him all this praise. I'm not giving him all this praise. I'm saying he's he was kind of like what they needed to space he was a glue the floor. Guy. Yeah. Um, um, no, I agree. And they they lose a couple of big bodies in this, and obviously Jared Bayless. Why was Jared Bayless? Career. It's a, a money part. Why thing. is he even still in the NBA? God, he reminds me a lot of Luke Ridnour. I don't know if you remember Luke Ridnour. I do remember Luke Ridnour. <laughs> he reminds me a lot of Luke Ridnour. Yeah. Um, he's just kind of on a team, and then when they need to fill salary, he just gets moved with it. <laughs> I mean, um, to be fair, he played very well for the Celtics in that limited time he was a Celtic. very limited time. Um, um, I liked him a lot when of places. He was on the Celtics, but. Yeah. No, I mean, he's a definitely a solid player, just not really relevant to this trade at all. Um, <clears throat> so, getting back to it. Um, you don't think this takes them... I mean, obviously, Toronto is just... Here's the thing. On all Here's the thing. If they can beat Toronto, I think they are a worse, a much worse matchup for... Um, worse is in worse for them or worse for Golden State? Because I know you're going with that. Worse for them. I don't think they can even come close to beating Golden State. You I don't think, think that with a a six foot nine point forward and the most dominant center we've seen in the past X amount of years, along with a killer in Jimmy Butler, and they still have shooting with JJ Redick. You don't think that that is like the antithesis of what the Warriors are trying to do? They're like the anti Warriors. They're like the opposite. No, man. I mean, like, I see both Simmons and Embiid are very susceptible to, like, up and down play. What do you mean? Um, like, up the like, court or up and down? No, they're just effort. not always consistent. But that's what Especially I'm Especially Ben Simmons. A, Joel Embiid you, is weirdly more consistent than him, but if the Warriors have been doing this for so long, so well yeah, for so I mean, long. I'm not necessarily saying they're going to win it this year. I'm just saying that like, when you get a guy like Jimmy who demands consistency on a night-to-night basis, what's stopping... There's a difference you between... Know okay, you know grow. how, like... I'm going to equate this to, like, parenting, right? Yeah. Um, there's some type of parents I'm who just... parent you. ...just believe that their children... They demand their children's respect, and if they don't get it, they kind of... They can yeah, lash it's, out. It's, yeah. That's not the same as commanding someone's respect with your actions. I don't think Jimmy Butler is that type of guy. I, I He might yell and scream about, you know, I want you guys to play harder, blah, blah, blah. But people play hard for the people they believe in. So let me, let me say this, though. So, like, you have when Jimmy's on the Timberwolves, right? Yeah. And he's got Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins, who 
both are really good players, um, but never have been like, I'm going to be the best player in the league. I'm a transcendent. I mean, Wiggins was kind of seen as a transcendent talent, but they kind of... Carl Anthony Towns, are you kidding me? Yes, but he's like, he's, I'm not, I'm not downplaying him at all. I'm just saying like, if you look at the Sixers, you know that Ben Simmons wants to be the best. You know that Joel Embiid wants to be the MVP. Like, they make that clear on a nightly basis. Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins just look like they're trying to have fun most of the time. And I get where Jimmy's coming from. If you have two guys around him and you've got a veteran J.J. Redick, you've got veteran Wilson Chandler, you've got Markel Fultz, who I don't know what in the world he's doing in, in on, on a basketball court. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out somewhere. Um You've got all these veterans and then two young players who are, you know, he, Ben Simmons hangs out with LeBron. Like, he he wants to be the best. I see that as a perfect fit. I think it's a perfect fit. Wise. I just, I don't know that, I don't know, Jimmy Butler's a good scorer, but I've never seen him as, like, a dynamic player like that. Well, I mean, we t- yeah, we've talked about this before about, you know, putting up stats on empty numbers, but... um He's 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 a talented scorer. He's a two way player. Um, he's an effort player, and I think it's kind of just perfect for what they need. But my question, following this, yeah, is how, was what Miami offered not better than Sarge Covington Bayless in a second round? Okay, well that's what I'm gonna ask you. Is like how. What do you think the mentality... Obviously, the mentality for Minnesota is get Jimmy Butler out at all costs. And honestly, I thought it would be, like, a lot longer before they got him out of there. But um, are they still, like, trying to win with these new guys? Are they trying to... Like, I can see Sarek as, like, something they could develop, but... You're talking a about second, Minnesota? Yeah, a second rounder, Covington and Bayless. Those are just... Well, I think we, like... I mean, one of the big problems with the Timberwolves over the past couple of years is all their players kind of complain that um, Tibbs isn't playing enough of their role players. Um, I think even Jimmy, right before he got traded, that night he played 42 minutes and he said this expletive has to stop. The and, shit you could say yeah. <laughs> we're not anti swear. Well, I've kind of I've kind of forgotten as to what what we were uh, we were going for. Nah, you can say whatever. Um, yeah. So through this, they give up one guy and they get back three solid role players in a second rounder. I mean, they can fill now in, you know, Jeff Teague and Andrew Wiggins and Covington and Sarich and um, not sure how much defense is going to be played there, but. Um, in towns. Um, Do you think, I mean, obviously they're worse off, but by how much? They're better off on a mentality standpoint. They're, yeah, I mean, obviously, that locker room. They're worse off terrible, on a, but. they're worse off on a, um, on kind of a false hope perspective. I don't think anyone really saw, I think this whole, the whole Jimmy Butler going to Minnesota was kind of a facade. Um, it was never really going <laughs> to take them over the edge. Um, so, I mean, they get worse in that aspect where they, they're no, everyone's kind of more realistic with them now. Like they get more time to develop and they don't have to rush themselves. Um, but 
they, yeah, they get worse off in that aspect, but they get better off in team chemistry and cohesion and all the you know all all that good stuff. Um, so I, are we both in agreement? I personally say they're not enough to beat the Raptors. I don't even think they're enough to beat the Celtics when the Celtics actually start playing. If like they, they figure should. it out, yeah. If they figure it out, when they figure it out, yeah. If when they figure um, it out, yeah. Yeah, when uh when they get bounced in the first round by the Pacers okay. or Miami. All right. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um let's move on then to said team. Um Are you I uh, you didn't say are you agreeing that they're not enough to Oh, I mean, I won't be able to make that judgment until I see at least 3 games. That's the thing, dude. We can't like we can't I mean, I mean Jimmy I'm, Butler's I'm a such a chemistry making... guy, we can't just make assumptions like that. I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of making assumptions way before I know, you know. <laughs> but um, in this case, I'm gonna take the realistic aspect and just say we should wait and see. We got to see how he fits with because it's, it's and... very it's very hot or cold. It's either gonna work really well or not work at all. <laughs> yeah, and then okay, he's not really. Here's just a question a for guy. you. Here's a question for you. Go ahead. Um, Jimmy Butler doesn't work out. He starts bitching. Is that the end of Jimmy Butler's career? No. You can a lot worse players are getting a lot of money to do a lot less. But um, knowing that there's like that pretty it, high possibility he won't be happy. Keep in mind the New Orleans this Pelicans is just a what traded, I know, but keep in mind New Orleans Pelicans traded their their what was seen as their future for DeMarcus Cousins who was the most he basically has a statue of himself screaming at an official outside of the Kings Arena. Like you know, they they took that risk. Teams are still going to take that risk for that talent. And Right, and then a year later, I mean, granted he's coming off a torn Achilles, but he signed for a veteran minimum. Yeah, and saying that no other the, teams offered him. But no, but they would have offered him if he was healthy. That's the thing. They all would. There's so many teams in the NBA that would have taken that chance. It's all like right. think about it this way. So let's we can move on a little bit. Um, I we're gonna skip past this topic just because of the way it flows. But you know, Carmelo. Oh, I um, wanted to talk Rockets. about this. Yeah, we need to talk about this. So we're now what, thirteen games into the season? Yeah, something like that. And they're already looking for a buyout. Already unhappy. They, you know, he signs for a veteran minimum. It's not working out. And they just, they're thinking about going separate ways. And what the hell does Carmelo that. have to do with the Houston Rockets not working out? Um, A lot. He's playing significant minutes, playing no defense, jacking up a lot of bad shots, um, not facilitating the ball. Well, uh, speak of the devil, but attitude. at this time right now... The Houston Rockets are up by 22 on the Pacers, so at halftime. Holy okay. shit, they yeah. got 76 points at halftime. Okay, well, that's beside the point. Yeah. Um, that's They're now 4-7, and seven, um, so I'm not going to take this. I'm going to take it with a grain of salt. All right, well, okay. So what were you going to say about it? Um, I was going to say that, you know, we're talking about DeMarcus and how easy it is to just um, – move on from a player like that. Uh, you know, Melo and, and the Houston, they figured out that it's not working out, so they just, they're going to move on. And it's the same thing that would happen with DeMarcus. Um, but what I'm saying is that they gave up a significant amount to get DeMarcus, 
And so there's still opportunities, you know, Melo can float around teams as long as he wants just because he's Melo. Even if theoretically this doesn't work with Jimmy and teams stop trying necessarily because he's not really that all-star anymore, he'll still have... He'll still have a role, and he's not Melo. Oh, he's yeah. way better than Melo. But I'm saying, um, does he does he lose that, like, star If quality? it happens a couple more times, yeah, but I'm still sold on I, I I'm still a fan. All right, fair. Let's talk a little bit more about this Melo Rockets buyout. There's a lot of speculation that he might join up with LeBron in L.A. Gross. That's, like, the worst thing ever. That is the worst idea I think I've heard all year. Why? I saw, okay. I was on Twitter today. Lakers and I are, watched, are no, uh, no five hundred right now. Hear me out. Yeah, I was on Twitter and I watched this play, where LeBron was in the left the left corner, right? Yeah, where he was kind of playing shaded help defense, um, toward a pick and roll that was at the at the right at top center. All right, I'm picturing. So he was kind I'm picturing. Yeah, so they're they're running the pick and roll right up top. LeBron's kind of in the lane, you know, almost one foot in the lane. The guy gets around the screen, dribbles toward LeBron, and then kicks it to the guy in the corner. LeBron's man, correct? Yeah. Now, instead of either trapping the ball handler or going to his man, he stuck his leg out and tried to kick it. Tried to kick the ball? He tried to kick the pass, to which the guy got an open three, they missed, and the ball went out of bounds. So if you're telling me that you want Melo to play with current defense LeBron... So, I I didn't actually realize this is a thing. Is LeBron not playing defense? He's not playing defense. He is coasting hard. What do you think that? Are you think they're waiting for next year? It's a little bit of that. I also think they're probably waiting for the playoffs if they even make it. But he's just coasting. He doesn't. He's got nothing really to prove in the regular season. Because that's what I've been reading about is something about like LeBron's not playing like that dominant guy he's playing like a yeah, good he's player. trying to preserve himself he's trying to, no i think part of it i mean if i was lebron in this case like i've seen a couple of things and i've done my own math on it but um what it would take for lebron to break the all-time scoring record and as much as defense is praised in today's nba or it wasn't for the first couple of weeks um there's no stats behind it there's no legacy behind being a great defender um, it's all perception. And so if I'm LeBron and we're going through the regular season and we're just about 500, I'm going to continue doing my offense and not really worry about the defense. It sucks, but he's 34, and that's really all he should be worrying about right now. Let Fair. the young guys go play the defense. Fair, but also, so bring this back to Melo. A lot of people are talking about Melo signing with the Lakers. You don't want that to happen. I understand not why. Um, although I could see, I mean, really the Lakers are just a mishmash of like exiled players. Um, I mean, what I'm saying is that with around LeBron now, you need defense, energy, and hustle. And Melo is the polar opposite of all three of those things. All right. So where do you see Melo going? Do you even care? Does it matter at this point? Go stash him in Phoenix. Let him take all the shots he wants. I don't care where Melo goes. Is that all that's left for Melo? I really think it is. It sucks because I miss... Because these are two years in a row that he tried to play for a team where he could have a championship. Melo is, you know, an iconic element or part of 
I think both of our childhoods and, yeah. you know, watching Melo duel Kobe and watch Melo duel LeBron. So it's, it's kind of like, it's like slowly watching your dog die and it's like really <laughs> sad. Okay. But like, so this, this begs a question. And Carmelo Anthony is still a walking bucket. I don't have my fucking thing open. If he is on a basketball court by himself taking shots, no, with a I'm saying he can still. This all right. Listen to me. He can still okay. play very good one-on-one offense. There's okay. no denying that. Okay. He, yes. But you look at like how he was still kind of like a star player in New York, right? He's a star player on teams where he can take the shots. How? Put him on Cleveland. Oh my god. Okay, but like I does, figured it out. <laughs> how do you How do these players who like the new LeBron are high score high scorers um like all-star players how do they thrive on teams that win championships versus teams that are at the bottom of the pack? Um um well it's well if you're on I mean Melo is a perfect case. If you're on a team that's you know trying to win a championship, you can't be that guy anymore. You have to take a backseat role. You have to fit in and do the little things because they already have a guy in place that's going to do that. If you put him on Cleveland, then yeah, let him take But all I'm not the even I'm not talking about Carmelo specifically. I'm saying has the NBA gone away from those isolation players? Oh, when I mean, it comes to winning championships, do they just not fit on championship teams? By themselves, no. I mean, Durant because we saw still so many times. Player. Yeah, we saw so many times LeBron get to the finals, and he was the only dude. Well, yeah. So LeBron's just a whole other element in itself. I mean, there's just a, a part to having LeBron on the court that gets you to that next level. Melo has never been that guy. I mean, maybe in two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine, with the Nuggets, but. Um, never been that guy. And LeBron just does so much more. When he's locked in, you know, when he carries carried that team to the finals, this current Cavs 1-11 team to the finals, like the same exact team. Yeah. Um, He was playing defense. I mean, not to the extent of 2011 LeBron, but he was still playing defense, grabbing rebounds, making plays. You know, he does other things. He leads his team. Melo does none of that. He does the least amount he can besides shoot shots. And so there's no, there's no, it's the same thing as like if you just have a guy in the NBA who's only good at rebounding. Yes, yeah. he can make, he can be in the NBA, but he he's just going to do that one thing. He can't, you can't be a focal ask him to point, do more. yeah. Um. So that's my I I'm not a big like I I'm a big fan of old mellow. I'm not a big fan of new mellow. I don't think it's new he, mellow. I think it's just old mellow. It's as in he's old. Yeah, that's true. Have you seen his um his like nba.com like you know how they all take the player pictures at the beginning of each year for like the ESPN and all that? Yeah. Have you seen his? No, does he look old as shit? He looks so old, bro. He's 34. He looks I so mean, so tired. This see this makes sense. He was never a guy who was like father time Dumb. cannot stop Carmelo But that's the Anthony. thing. That's a, that's such an interesting thing where people were like, "Oh, he's going to age like Kobe because he's got all the skill." But no, he just aged like a 
an old reason. He also never had the athleticism that Kobe had. But even in his later years, Kobe didn't have near the athleticism that he did when he was younger. But they also, it was the same thing that Carmelo's doing. I mean, I'll admit that in the last few years, Kobe was not helping his team win. Yeah. It's hard to help your team win when you're just a scorer and you need that athleticism. Um, to make other things happen. Yeah. And then once you don't have that and you really, all you've got is your shot and, you know, being able to create for yourself on a limited basis, it's like you can't win with that. So, what you're saying is Melo should go to the Celtics. Cause I actually scoring. thought about that today. I no, said if please he... please tell me you didn't actually. Because, listen to me. If he came off the bench playing 20 minutes a game, I don't think that could hurt the Celtics. No, this is the same thing as Allen Iverson at the end of his career when he still thought he was an all-star and an MVP and... Wanted to, you know, start for the Grizzlies before he... It's practically that exact same scenario when he was on the Grizzlies for, like, a month. And then they were like, no, we don't really want you to just come in and be an asshole and shoot a bunch of shots. Um, So I would never in a million years want Melo on Miami, and I would hope that you wouldn't want... You You realistically would want to go to a Celtics game and watch Carmelo in a Celtics uniform shoot contested mid-range jump shots. I don't want that, but I mean, if he could, like, you know how Brad the, Stevens the thing, revives whole, no, people's the, careers. The whole thing is, it, it's all if he could, but he, like, we're all like, he could be good if he fit into this system and he played defense at a moderate level and, you just don't you think know, that's ran ever gonna plays. Happen. I just don't think that's ever going to happen. He's all just right. not, he's just not that guy. Well, then let's look at where we were going, and let's look at the Celtics. Um, seven nice and five. against the Suns. Seven and five, but here's the thing. Okay. Seven and five right now. That's not a good record for the team that they have. It's not Had a terrible, comeback, but yeah. It's not terrible. Had a comeback versus the Suns, but watching that game was embarrassing. It was. Uh, they played three quarters, didn't even look like they were out there. And... Um, but here's the story I want to talk about is there's always a guy, at least in the last three or four games that I've watched, we're talking Jamal Murray with the Denver Nuggets putting up 48, 48 points. points. Um, who's the guy before? Who did they play? Oh, Victor Oladipo put up right. pretty big numbers. Giannis. And then, I don't think Giannis put up crazy numbers, unless I'm wrong. And they also well, beat Milwaukee. Well, he did Giannis things, but barely. No, there's there's three specific things I'm talking about. Um, there was Jamal Just Murray. Get, get to your point. There was, get to your point. It doesn't matter really the point. There's one guy. Point. There's one guy, okay? Devin Booker put up 38 on the Suns. Um, why... Even though they're renowned for their defense, why is there always one guy that no matter what they can't stop? Um, because, um, from what I can understand about how to slow down incredible players, is you need to have an incredible defender that's completely devoted to them. It's the same thing with like, um, 
like with soccer or with football, you know, when one player is doing really well, you put your best player on him. You yeah. kind of man mark him. Um, Boston runs a lot of team defense. Um, it's not necessarily focused on one player. Um, and I think you need that when you have a guy like Devin Booker or Jamal Murray. Um, you need to be like, hey, Jalen Brown, I want you to go in the game, and I'm sorry, we need you to focus on just shutting down Jalen Brown. But I don't think they're really doing <laughs> that right now. Jamal sorry, shutting Jamal Shut Murray. yourself down. <laughs> he's kind of doing that, honestly. Um, um, you get what I'm saying, though. Like, you got to have one guy who's just going to put in that effort. Um to focus on stopping the other team's best player. That's how um, when what was it? We Milwaukee shut yeah. down um, the Warriors the other night. They won by like thirty points, and you could just yeah. if you watched that game, you saw you know Eric Bledsoe just hounding Steph Curry, and uh, and Giannis just playing really tough defense on Kevin Durant. So you have like just dogs who are putting in effort and. Um, Boston just runs more of a team-focused defense, and it works for solid overall teams, but I think they're just struggling a little bit to um, to do what's needed of them. All right, so if you're Boston, what aside from that, just overall, what needs to change? You, gotta, you have to set – we talked about this before about who's getting what shots. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure your hierarchy is clear. You have to, as much as it's like, hey, we have all these fun players and they're all good and we're going to get them all their shots. It's like, no, you know what? At the end of the day, Kyrie's our number one guy. Then it goes Jalen, then it, or Jason, sorry. Then it goes, you know, Gordon, then it goes Jalen, then it goes Al. And that's how it's going to be. And unfortunately, like, if we're going to make a run at this, you got to make some sacrifices. It's got to be on defense. We have to work together on this. But we have to understand who's at what level yeah i i mean watching that i can agree that like you know it's a lot of guys who want to be the number one option and they see themselves as that and i think yeah it needs to develop into more of like look we got five guys who could be all-stars but that's why I said this from the beginning, and everyone was like, oh, the Celtics, they got so many good players. And I was like, yes, but call me when they figure so out how, how to manage do, all how that. How does Golden State deal with that when, like, who, they just, who is... They just, they've Clay just Thompson got, knows he's second, right? They've Here's the thing. But I they, feel like Kevin Durant well, no, and Steph no. Curry are running for first. Clay is third. Right, obviously, always. but I'm Clay saying... he's always in third. He's third, <laughs> but I'm saying he's second because... Kevin Durant and Steph Curry are pretty much both thinking they're the first option. The reason it works for Golden State is because they already figured they already won a championship. They already all you know know what it means to sacrifice, and obviously they had troubles when Kevin Durant got there a little bit, you know, figuring it out. And who's we had that there was that point in his first season when they were all like, we don't really know, you know, exactly what we're doing, um, you know, who gets what shot, but now they do it so well because. <laughs> they don't care, you know. Kevin Durant, you know, when Clay broke that record, they all just like were laughing and stuff. They're totally cool with it. But Celtic, the Celtics haven't reached that that point yet. They're still trying to figure it out. Golden State already figured it out. They don't. They don't really care. <laughs> Do you think care. the Celtics will reach that point? 
it's possible. I'm not putting it out of the... I, I mean, I'm going to be optimistic and say yes. I'm going to, you know, jump on the train before everybody else does. I'm going to buy my Bitcoin now and just say that yes, it's going to work. Um, but... Don't hold me to it. <laughs> I, you know, as a huge Celtics fan, I still feel that same way. It's like they've got all the pieces and all of it could work out, but there's just this overwhelming thing that it won't. And, I mean, my question to you, right? Yeah. Is how are they going to get past Ron Baker in the New York Knicks? I don't have my fucking thing open, man. But, um, <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> Ron Baker's so ass, dude. I we talked about it last episode how I swatted the shit out of him in 2K, right? Yeah. Okay. It's like not in any way relevant to. It doesn't matter, dude. I felt so good about that. Fuck Ron Baker. Set your week going forward. Yeah. Um, let's move on, however, from the Celtics. All right. To. Um, I guess we can. We shouldn't really keep touching on the Raptors every week because they just keep killing it. But just, just quick, ten second. They're twelve good. and one. Twelve good and one, team. doing well. Kawhi is good. Kyle Lowry passes the ball. Nick Nurse is doing well. Anyway, um, would you have anywhere you want to go next? Let's talk jazz. Let's talk jazz. I'm really sad about this. I put. I put we have a little sheet that we you know talk about and I put jazz struggles yeah which is makes me sad because I love Utah Utah is my second favorite team well they beat my Celtics so they, it's not yeah all I mean struggles. they've had glimpses they've had glimpses um, they've got you know a lot of their same team back I don't really know what they're struggling with um, right now um, What's I haven't been able to watch it's like five and seven or something like that. See, they won the first four games. Yeah, I mean, they came off. And then they won three more. They got seven They're wins. They're six and six. They're six and six, which isn't necessarily bad, but for a team that was a top three seed last year. Oh, these year, are I preseason games. I'm looking at the wrong Nice. Time. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, my point with them is just I feel like I had a lot of potential for them. I just love everything about Utah. But you also, like, if I'm looking at this record, right, they're yeah. not losing to bad teams, which is a good thing. Which, that is a they good sign. They lost to the I Warriors. Mean, they lost to the Grizzlies. Grizzlies are a pretty good team. Going to see the Grizzlies. Did I tell you um, that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, me and Mom are going to go see. Hi, Mom. Um, Hi, Mom. The Grizzlies down when I go down there for Thanksgiving. Um, they lost to the Grizzlies twice. They lost to the Wolves and the Nuggets and the Raptors. So it's like. So, yeah. I mean, it's nothing to, you know, worry really about. Um, I was just hoping they would do better. There's nobody on that team I think that's where they're going to sit kind of in the pecking order. I don't think they're going to be... Really? I think they're like fifth to sixth in the Western Conference. I don't agree. I think that they have a much higher ceiling than a lot of other teams. Um, But... What do you think the problem is? What do I think the problem is? Well, I mean, looking at it right now, they're only a plus two in point differential. Um, And this was one of the top two teams in defense last year. So something's not going right there because they're letting up 110 points a game. And for, you know, as good of a defense as they were last year, um, 
with, you know, Ricky Rubio, solid defender, mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell, young. Um, they've got Tabo Cephalosha, Royce O'Neal, Derek Favors, Rudy Gobert, Alec Burks, Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder. Dante Exum, Grayson Allen. Like, they just have a lot of good defenders, which it doesn't make sense to me as to why. I think they're kind of struggling with the whole early on, um, you know, point explosion. Yeah. I think they're probably struggling with that a little bit. I'm, I'm figuring it will probably even out, but it just – I just hope it does. I just uh, – I just You want to see them win. I get it. Yeah. I mean, have you, how can you not want to see Quinn Snyder win? That dude is awesome. I don't I don't know anything about him, but – Go look up Quinn Snyder, my, one of my favorite coaches in the NBA. What about his what hair? A, his hair is just so beautiful. Quinn Snyder. He's got some lush locks. I'll give it to you. <laughs> there. Damn, that's all I needed. Um, let's move on past my sad jazz. Um, sad jazz. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit. We don't ever talk about Miami, but I wanna I wanna get in the credit let's talk that Miami. is deserved to Juan. <laughs> Why did you do Juan that? Juan White. Wide. <laughs> I was looking at just the last name Whiteside, and I was trying to put his. First name, croissant, croissant, white side, Hassan white side. Where did you get croissant? Like croissant, croissant. Yeah, you sound like, you sound like, um, what's the little fat guy from Jimmy Neutron? Carl. Carl. All right. Hassan white side. he's talking about the croissant. No. Um, I'll send it to you. Um, Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's why we don't talk about Miami, because it never goes well. Um, 29 points, 20 rebounds, and 9 blocks against the Spurs. Yeah. I'll give you my first initial impression, because I watched part of this game. But um, it definitely showed vintage, vintage Hassan Whiteside You know, early on, before he got his big contract. What, which I was what is to see. vintage Hassan Whiteside? Dude, Hassan Whiteside's like 23. Yeah, but he fell off so hard last year. He's not twenty three; he's like twenty eight. Hassan White. Let me look this. Yeah, up. because he what happened? Twenty nine. Holy he shit! Got, yeah, he got drafted, and then he got cut by the Kings, and then he played overseas, and then he played at a like local YMCA for a bunch of years. So the Heat didn't pick him up till he was like twenty seven. He played for Marshall College, just so everyone okay. knows. Um. Yeah, so He's what I'm saying is... crazy amount of rebounds. A, a lot of dudes are averaging a crazy lot of rebounds. There's like eight guys averaging more than ten rebounds. Anyway, um, we keep skipping over. Hassan Whiteside yeah. um, deserves his credit. You know, last year in the playoffs, uh, you know, being a Heat fan, I saw a lot of slander and, you know, trade Whiteside. Nobody... We wanted to trade Whiteside for Jimmy Butler. I don't know why that would have ever happened, but... <clears throat> um, do you think the Heat need to just rebuild? No, we're way too into it to to rebuild from here. We have a lot Are of money you invested way into too a lot in- of players. Who? We have the we have the highest cap hole on in the entire NBA. You have the highest cap. Hole. Yeah, I noticed that the other day, and it. Let's really redo your players: me. Rodney Magruder, All Star, not even close. Justice Winslow. Of, Rodney, okay, can I tell you? These, an some of these okay guys, player. 
and I tell you, some of these players are my favorite. I have a, I have a Justice Winslow jersey. Yeah, some I of these know. Dudes, Justice Winslow, you watch them. A good player, not a great they, player. Not a great player. Has not reached his potential. No, his ceiling is kind of not that high. It could be though. He but has it's, the it's physical passed, tools to dude, do it. Dude, it's already past the time. It is not. It, it is, is not. If Victor Oladipo had did not pass his his chance, then. All right, whatever. Justice you can Winslow give Justice Winslow a little bit more time. Hassan Whiteside, many years as he wants, playing very well, right? Playing, playing adequately well. Josh Richardson, not a good player, man. Are you kidding me? This dude is de- uh, Rodney Magruder. I was kidding about, but Josh Richardson is one of the most underrated players in this league. And I swear, if you try to slander him, I will come back and rip your computer out and throw it out. Jesus, the window. man. Because this is my this is, I'm really I'm really animated about this. Josh Richardson deserves more credit. Okay, that but how does how much does of, this have to do with just not having a lot of options on the offensive end? That's why I thought we needed Jimmy. I mean, we have a bunch of guys who can like eighty percent do it, but not not you know go get me a bucket right now type of guys. Who Gorn do you was have that? You yeah, you had Goran Dragic. What happened we to Goran Dragic? Well, he's still there. He just he's just kind of there. Is he injured? No. Why would why are you asking? I'm just looking at the the one of these games. He was fun. injured. Well, he was yeah, he did get injured, but I think he's back now. All right. Um, um Tyler Johnson getting too much money, but I love Tyler Wayne Johnson. Wayne Ellington, dude. Oh my god, favorite. Wayne Ellington, you the gotta man with look, the golden arm. You have to look past the fact that these are just a bunch of average dudes. But when you watch them as a fan, they just they open your heart because they just work so hard. Right, and every team feels, or every person feels that way about their favorite team. But like, you realistically see that that these guys just develop into a championship team. I'm just saying that, or if even they a had, playoff contender. Okay, maybe not. But if they had that one piece, if they had Jimmy Butler, or if they had. They're a perfect role team for one guy. All of the guys on that team will work their ass off. They will move the ball. They you think if they had like defense. a LeBron back, they would be yes, a playoff team? They, I feel like they would be one of. They could compete with the Warriors. I, I swear. The amount of versatile. Um, athletic, young, shooting. They're, they're like a bunch of, um, oh God, they're like, it's just like a big college team. Like a, they're just waiting to get their shot, but they're not like there yet. Um, and then you kind of got Goran Dragic who's just kind of chilling, but. And then you got Dwayne Wade, who is apparently on matern or paternity leave. Yeah. He had a kid with Gabby Union. He's taken significant time off to spend time with his kid. <laughs> That's pretty baller. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why he, he's not, like, in a playoff run right now. That's very true. Um, But, yeah, congrats to D-Wade, one of my favorite players. If, you, if you, uh, you're if you feeling, you know, kind enough, you could get me a Dwayne Wade jersey for Christmas. Hey, Christmas is coming up. Maybe I'll hey. do that. Aw. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah. Whiteside had a great game, but I never got to make my point. Um, What's your point? I I took it with a little bit of a grain of salt. I already said that earlier, but they were playing the Spurs, who have Pau Gasol, the Marcus Aldridge, and Davis Bertans. 
play in their front court. Not the most athletic people. Um, so I can see how he would get nine blocks on Pau Gasol. <laughs> yeah, I can see that um, as well. As opposed to like a Rudy Gobert or someone like that. It, it didn't really surprise me that it was against the Spurs. So you don't think that Hassan Whiteside is back to dominate? I'll give him his credit just because he deserves it. He's been he's been putting in some time, some effort, but long long term, I'm I'm choosing Bam Adebayo. All right. Um, where do you want to move to next? Oh boy. Um. Right. We should talk about this because we kind of skipped over it and we forgot to mention it. Um, going back to the Jamal Murray thing. Um, yes. 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 He scored 48 points on the Celtics. But the big highlight of the night was... You can take in that take on this. bullshit last no. shot, dude. No. Trying to get 50 points. Okay, this got blown out of proportion so much. No, I mean, dude, to be honest, like, dick. I don't... No. Kyrie Irving had the right to say... I mean, listen, you lost to... You're not... Your team's not playing well. Obviously, he's going to react that way. I don't really well, give a shit about that stuff. Um, I think it's dumb that he's focused so heavily on you're like really not supposed to. It's like an unspoken rule that you're not supposed I, to know about your stats, dude. I get it, but he's like 21 years old. Right, just but it just shows his it just shows immaturity. And you think if 21. you were him, you think if you were him, you wouldn't take that shot. I wouldn't because, you know, I mean, I wouldn't because it's not my style personally, but just let the kid get 50. Like, why does it matter? Why does it matter at all? It's I mean, not like, it's just kind of like, even if he, say they let him go, right? And mm-hmm. he goes and just well, takes did, a wide but... open layup. Like, yeah. do you really go like, Jamal Murray goes for 50? Well, think about it this way. Remember when Devin Booker scored like, what was it, 70 on the Celtics? Yeah. The majority of those baskets were just crunch time, disgusting shots, but nobody looked past that. I mean, I just, I feel like he could have gotten to that 50 mark. I mean, say he never gets that to that point again. Theoretically, Dude, he will. who cares? Why is that so important to people? But why is it so important that he doesn't get it? Like, why does it matter that you get all pissy and kick his... B- you you really said he kicked the ball into the stand. No, he didn't kick it. I watched it. He threw it. Okay. So much better. <laughs> well, yeah, dude. If you punt a basketball, that's like kind of like fucking... Like you're Either way, you, he threw away... You're telling me that throwing the ball into the crowd is not a temper tantrum? I mean, I don't know why he did that, but, like, what do you think? He's going to, like, take he, the ball no, because, home with him? Yes, that was the point. Dude, Kyrie he scored 48 points. It's he, not he like he's fucking... High. No, he literally, Kyrie said, he said, he said, we don't, he said something along the lines of, like, we don't do that in this league, so there goes your game ball. That's if I'm Jamal Murray, crowd, I don't which is the take that thing to game do. ball home. You might not take it home, but you know how they do it in, like, football and stuff? After the game, they go, well, this guy got the game ball for, you know, playing the best. Sure. Why are you going to be a dick and just throw it into the crowd? I don't know, man. He's pissed off. They're not playing well. Pissed off because he's struggling this season. Kyrie is not really struggling. He is. Ever since he didn't cut his hair and he's grown his afro out. Bro, you know he cut his hair, right? And then he started playing real well. I saw two against the Nuggets. He had thirty-one. 
gives the Suns. Yeah, he had he 39. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He cut his hair, and now he's doing a little bit better. Yeah. Adequately better. Adequately? Bro, fuck off. <laughs> I just had... I'm sorry. I had to I had to get that. All right. Um, I don't really... You have anything else? No, I mean, it's a shorter episode, but, you know, things have been yeah. pretty... Pretty light. I mean, we've got a couple of... The Jimmy Butler trade was the biggest thing that happened all week. I'll let everybody know. Yep, it was that. Um, the Kyrie thing was a little bit of a blip, but didn't. I think it should have gotten more. There were no fights. Um, there were no. There were no fights. There were no really big, high scoring games. No clay fourteen threes. Last week's episode. Was oh, just I, what I do want to talk about is um, just a quick thing. And again, I'm not talking about his off court issues, um, and they're not. They're not. You know struggles he's he's done some things but derrick rose is continuing to play really well oh yeah he is he had like another what like it's he had a career high or no a timberwolves career high 70 he put up 70 he put up 21 the day after um, 31 the next game and then 21 and 6 again yeah so he's doing really well he's also playing a lot of minutes which is part of why i'm happy they got jared bayless um but he's playing really well. It's really happy to see. There was one I saw this tweet that because um, you saw that LeBron is back to wearing his headband, right? Yeah, I. That shit is so dumb to me when they're like headband. LeBron makes a big difference in how he plays. He's um, wearing no, a headband. I, I agree. It's like Kyrie but, with the mask. It's like no, dude. You just has nothing to do with it. But they were like hoodie mellow. How, they were t- okay, well, hoodie mellow is a dude. Thing. If you throw don't, fucking, if you just instead of like fucking buying out Carmelo, just give him like a hoodie jersey, just give him a hoodie, <laughs> and just see if the league will be cool with it. And then the dude, I think you would, I think you would lose out. weight. I think you would. Lose oh yeah, weight if you're sweating you balls. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were we saying? Yeah, but what I was saying was um, the fact that LeBron's wearing a headband and D Rose is putting up. The huge numbers. Oh again. yeah, it's what all, is like, it? It's, 2000. it's like 2011. Uh, it's what a year. These are the things that are exciting about the league, but um, yeah, no. You know, what? yeah. I just want to just one more. I'm sorry, yeah. but one thing that's just not exciting about this league is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, dude, one and eleven. I don't. <laughs> so I think that, that we should just drop them from the NBA. Go back to do, Ooh, not this, go back, this. but go down to 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Go back. Well, I mean, yeah, it was twenty nine teams at one point. Well, I'm sure it wasn't twenty nine. I'm sure it was like twenty. I don't know. I don't know the specifics of the ABA and all that. But um, this is one thing that we can talk about. Would Duke beat Cleveland? No, dude. Have you seen this Duke team, bro? Right, but there would be so much fear no. in playing an NBA team. If I if anyone's scared, it's Chetty Osman having to defend Zion Williamson. Dude, what you're not understanding is that all of the players on any NBA team are the best college players. That means that two people will probably be drafted. Think two to three people from Duke's team this year will probably be drafted, right? No, think about it this way. What? Like, Zion, RJ, and Cam Reddish are all potential top five picks. Yeah. Along with Trey Jones. You take that, right? 
Look at look at like the Timberwolves right now. They had a number one pick in Carl Anthony Towns and a number one pick in Andrew Wiggins. These are guys who are top five picks. Those players all end up. I mean, if you're going by like two K language, those are all like eighty and over eighty overall and above players. Okay. The only real advantage that the Cavs have is Kevin Love. Every other player is worse than you. You're telling me that realistically. If there was a draft right now, you would take Chetty Osman over Zion Williamson? No. You, would you take George Hill over Cam Reddish? Not currently. I'm talking about when they were drafted. Even then, these are like Chetty Osman's like a second round pick, bro. George Hill was like a mid first round. J.R. Smith was, uh, I believe, a second round pick. I mean, hell, even Kevin Love was like a fifth overall. He wasn't a number one. Um, but take that as up against three potential top five picks. And a guy who was a top ten recruit playing center, Marquise, Marquise Bolden, they just have so much there. The only thing I can see is just like the pace and style of the game that would get That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's not what I'm saying. I'm... I don't know, dude. I don't watch enough college basketball to know. You should. This I don't even fun. know who you're talking about other than Zion Williams. Son. Son. But. <laughs> I don't, don't watch know, them, bro. Think about this. Like, okay. So this is one thing that just really blows my mind. What? I currently am 19 years old. I am six foot two, 185 pounds. Zion Williamson is six foot eight, 285 pounds. Guess how old he is. 19. 19. Wow. <laughs> the fact that there is a guy who's exact, he's been through the exact same amount of life, but he's five inches and a hundred pounds heavier than I am. You gotta hit the gym. I've been trying, but I can't put on that type of muscle. Uh, yeah, I don't know there what was, it would um, take. There was, uh, I think Steve Kerr said... Something along the lines of, I thought LeBron was a -a one-of-a-kind player in reference to Zion. Kind of saying that, like, Zion is that type of generational talent. Yeah. Do you... Is that, that, you know, doing a little bit too much there? Is he going a little bit too far? I mean, you gotta give the kid more time to play before you... Yeah. Overreact. Um, Yeah. Yeah, people, like, hype shit up like that all the time. Yeah. Um, I mean, we said the same thing about Andrew Wiggins. And yeah. You just never know, really, until they actually get through at least 10 years in the league. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'd give them, like, two to three. I'll give them four to five. All right, fair. <laughs> um, last thing, and I want this to be the last thing. I don't want you to say anything after it. I won't. Um, well, I mean, we can sign off. But Usher... Uh, is a minority owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think we found our problem. So there we go. Yeah, just get Usher out of the front office. He might as well just suit up because that's where they're at. (laughs) Replace him with Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. All the guys from Ohio. That'll do the trick. We can replace him with LaMelo Ball, who's now playing high school in Ohio. Is he really? Yeah, he went back to high school. He plays in Ohio now. And LiAngelo is joining the G League. He is trying to join the G League, which he will not join the G League. I don't know, man. There were. I've been watching a lot of 
Red Claws games because my girlfriend's a dancer. Um, Hi, Belle. Hello, she doesn't listen to this. Um, oh. <laughs> but um, there are a lot of dudes. There was like four people who made the team from a walk-on tryout. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely possible. Um, I wouldn't say that he couldn't. Um, and maybe he does. I just don't There's think There's somebody who's going to sign him purely him. for the hype. We can talk about You know that how next boring time. watching whole... G League games is, dude? I can barely sit through those. But See, yeah. There's think... somebody who's going to do that purely to sell tickets. That's obvious. I was I was I thought that the Lakers were going to draft him. Because here's the thing. I if I see a team that signed LiAngelo Ball and they're playing the Red Claws, I'm going to buy those tickets. It's true. But you're only going to buy those tickets one time. Right, but you, everybody you in that time. city will buy those tickets one time. If he comes back, well, I'll probably the buy JBA them again. Why the JBA work, bro? What's the JBA? How do you not know what the JBA is? I don't know, man. I'm dumb. <laughs> the JBA is that league that LeVar started to have his kids play in. Remember the one, the ballers and all that? I'm sorry, that? he started his own league, dude. This guy's How do you nuts. not know about this? This guy's nuts. You clearly don't watch Ball in the Family. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't um, like I like Lonzo Ball because he's a very good basketball player and he kind of is not as into that whole dumb shit. But how do you not know that he started an entire new league to try to combat the college to the to combat the NCAA? He paid kids, had like eight teams, and then had Lamelo and LiAngelo both play on one team that won the championship where they all got Cadillacs. Then what happened? They all got Cadillacs. Then what happened to the t- the the league this season? I think it still happened. I mean, it already ended. Like they just they just it ended, ended like the two league. Ago. Well, no, it the season ended. So they're not, the same, they're playing the off season. They don't play. It's the same as any other off season. No, I mean you said that their season ended a couple months ago when the like NBA just started. Yeah, they play at a different time than the NBA. All right, whatever. I don't give a fuck play, about the JBA, the... dude. <laughs> we were just talking about LiAngelo and all that. Yeah, but all I'm saying is talk, I would go to let's... see him if he joined the fucking G League. All right, fine. If he makes it even to the NBA, I'll go see it. I would care less about that, weirdly enough. Why? Because he would just be surrounded by other players that I would much rather watch. If he joined the G League, he'd be the only person I want to watch because I don't give a fuck about any of the other players. But then that game would just get so much more boring. What do you mean? Because you would, every time he doesn't have the ball, you'd be so much more bored. I'm bored all the time. <laughs> when If he's not on the team, then I'm just bored all the time. Okay, fair. All right, let's wrap this up. Yeah, um, we're coming up right on an hour, so. Good talk. Good talk. I will um, see you next week. Yeah, see you next week. Hopefully we get more exciting news. Hopefully some there's trades. some crazy shit with Mello. I don't know what And maybe the Celtics be. figure their shit out. Hopefully they start tonight. Maybe Cleveland makes a run to the finals and they pick up Ron Baker and that's maybe. just their missing piece. Maybe. It's <laughs> all a maybe. <laughs> maybe. Right now. <laughs> all right. All right. It was fun. Goodbye. Goodbye. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Here we go!